And if you're fully vaccinated, get one more COVID shot once a year. That's it. No, I don't think I, that's a local judgment. Thank you. As we enter this new moment in the battle against COVID, let's use it to start fresh as a country, to put all the old battles over COVID behind us, to put all the partisan politics aside. This is a global health emergency. If we really want to put COVID behind us, we have to keep up the fight together. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. It is October 26th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. All you have to do is check the description. It has his socials. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. The one and only, Stu. Here I am. All right, Stu, we got a little bit of stuff to talk about today. What is President Biden gotten, what, his fourth booster shot? Another one. His fifth booster shot? I'm not exactly sure. They're still pushing these shots, Stu. It's so bizarre. Um, And he said this. He said, almost everyone who will die this year will not be up to date on their shots. Remember a year or two ago, he said that if you get the shot, you won't die. Well, still, we've reported over and over and over again that it seems to be that more people who are getting shot are the ones who are dying. And we all and we've been over this a hundred times and we've talked about the side effects and the thrombosis and the myocarditis and the menstrual thing. They're still pushing this thing. And still, I don't think it's very good for an 80 year old man to have his. Is it fifth shot, Stu? I think it's the fifth shot, isn't it? I've frankly lost count. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Stu, uh, Project Veritas is really causing a ruckus out in Arizona. They have, uh, uh, I don't know whether we reported this or not, but they got into the the Katie Hobbs campaign, uh, embarrassed her. This week, Mark Kelly, all these... um, people do these democrats they try to run as moderates but uh and they say mo- moderate things like hey the police are okay as soon as they get elected they uh, are just radical leftists and um there was a campaign staffer talking to a project veritas agent and um you know she basically said oh mark kelly doesn't believe any of the things he says you know he has to be moderate on abortion and on the border but he doesn't really believe that definitely um tries to do a lot to work bipartisan both republicans and democrats so he's not gonna outright say like all of the very liberal even though you think he's going to yeah. do them anyways. Yeah, for sure. Why do you think he doesn't just say them? He, have to, he has to play both sides. 40% of the people voting are undecided whether or not they're going to vote Republican, Democrat. So you think he just like needs to say that to get like votes? Well, he's not going to say anything outright about what he's going to do unless it will garner support from independents and some of the moderate Republicans. Because he needs them? Well, yeah, he needs them. Otherwise, he won't win. Oh, so if he's outright said it, then he wouldn't win. It would scare people away. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, 
What if I came across a Republican who was like, um, okay, let's say they're like pro-life, okay? okay? And they like ask me if Mark Kelly is pro-life. Yes. Say yes? I would say, I would say Mark Kelly is pro-life, but also pro-keeping the government out of our healthcare. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, something stupid like that. Even though he's not pro-life. <laughs> oh, absolutely, he's not pro-life. Okay, good. <laughs> and then I'd go to something like, you know, after um, his wife was in a shooting, he values life so much. <laughs> it's just a shame. Kelly, what would you stay away from saying, you know, to get them to vote for Mark Kelly? Like, as a Republican? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say... Um, any, I wouldn't say pro-choice. Even though he say, is, right? Even though he is. Okay. You, I wouldn't say gun control because they're like, the government's going to take my guns away. When that's not at all what gun control is. Gun control is not allowing anybody to just walk up and buy an AK-47 right. to like, shoot up. Um, let's look at some of the other issues on here. Yeah, gun control, abortion. Oh, border, border stuff. Yeah, border. That one is a hard conversation because um, it's, it's just like... Republicans are like no to immigrants and also are like we're in a job shortage and you're I'm like well okay. <laughs> if we let the immigrants in right we'd have more people to right. work our jobs right kind of talking about how Mark well and even if you don't know a lot about Mark Kelly and what he's going to support you can say the odds of Mark Kelly supporting this are a hundred times higher than the Republican voting for this and there's no other Democrats running. Right, right. And so it's like, do you want a, which the Republican that's running against him um, believes that the election was a fraud, that like, like crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. Conspiracy, right yeah. Conspiracies you can get, yeah. Um, and so it's just like, look at the alternatives um, and they're not super beautiful. Woo. Uh, now this is scary, folks, for all of you who don't want to die in a nuclear war, which I'm guessing might be about 100% of y'all. The House Democratic Progressive Caucus, um, they wrote a letter earlier this, this summer to President Biden, and they said something to the effect of, hey, you know, you're doing a good job, but you, we really, really have to do, use diplomacy here and, and negotiate for peace, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of what you would expect them to say, I think. Well, this just yesterday, they came out and they said, we need to revise that letter. And still, they blamed the release of the letter on a staffer. What they did is they changed their mind because they didn't want to be too closely aligned with the Republican Party, who does not want total nuclear war. Um, but they basically said no, dip no diplomacy until Ukraine wins. And still, these people have never been in the private sector. They've never had to negotiate with anybody. They just are given things by the federal government. But why do you want to push Russia in a corner like that where, you know, uh, they're, they're going to, if there's no chance to talk about things and come to a peaceful resolution, what incentive do they have not to declare total friggin' war? I mean, Stu, these people are scary.
Kathy Hogelstew, or I should say Kathy Cruella DeVille Hogel, she's scary too. She said, you know, she's in this tight race for New York governor. I find it hard to believe that a Democrat can lose there. But they say that Lee Zeldin, who's the Republican, has momentum and he's he's even with her. Uh, but she said this, just how just brain dead are these folks? In describing the crime situation in New York, she said a few high profile crimes created a sense of fear in people's minds. A few, and it's a sense of fear, not fear. Uh, good God, Stu, every day you look at the news and they're just, um, crime is rampant everywhere. They're shooting people in on the street, beating up Asians, um, you know, robbing stores, creating violence and mayhem. Uh, but it's it's just a a misplaced fear in people's minds. Um, she could lose if she keeps saying stuff like this. Somebody else who's going to lose is the governor's race, is the um, Democratic governor candidate in Florida, Charlie Crist. A letter came out today, 39 of his past employees um, uh, have come out in support of Ron DeSantis. It's kind of weird, Stu. I mean, if you have thousands of employees, I mean, these things are somewhat unfair. It's done against Republicans all the time when you pick some guy who might have some high political office, might have 20,000 people working under him, and they find 10 folks who say, well, I'm not going to vote for him, blah, blah, who cares? But these were high-profile people who had worked for him before uh, in his in his office before, his political offices. Um, it's kind of, kind of interesting. It makes you think maybe they know something that we haven't heard yet. Um, Stu, you know, have you ever, I mean, you see this all the time when you try to have a rational conversation with a liberal and their heads explode. Um, they have kind of this um, left brain emotive, um, uh, explosive personality where uh, all of a sudden, you're talking to them and they can't defeat your argument using facts and logic and they just explode, scream at you and say nonsensical things. Well, more proof of that is this nice little lady, Joan Jacobson, 84 years old, was campaigning in Michigan. And she's against this horrid abortion bill that Governor Whitmer and her, her two other witches want to pass, which allows you basically to kill a live baby. Um, and the recipient, a Democrat, um, couldn't listen to her, got his shotgun, and as she walked away, he shot her in the back. An 84-year-old woman. Nice. Uh, by the way, his name was Richard Harvey. Um, Stu, I thought this was refreshing. We need more of this. And Stu, why is it the women are the only ones who seem to have balls these days? You've got Georgia Milani, the, um, the head of government in Italy, and she said, we must uphold Christian values. Now, I thought that was very refreshing to hear at a, you know, the secular humanist European continent. Instead, we got other women with 
giant testicles. We've got Carrie Lake. I mean, she's great for a, a hard hitting sound bite every day. You've got this lady, Danielle Smith, who's the new, I guess she's the governor of uh, Alberta. Uh, and she's pretty much told the World Economic Forum to F off. Um, she's upset with the Canadian government and their COVID policies. Um, she's speaking the truth, Stu. Then we got your girlfriend, Chelsea, uh, out there uh, telling it like it is. Um, you gals are all right in my book. Joe Biden creeped on a kid yesterday again at a Diwali ceremony. I don't know much about what the Diwali holidays about it's some sort of uh, hindu celebration but he calls these kids up on stage too and he has to touch them he has to put his hands on their head and their uh what does his son call him pedo pete was that his email address to? yeah it was some pedo peter or something like that yeah oh just i mean who goes around touching little kids who does that all right so this is big news Stacey Abrams, um, she formed a, I guess you could call it a pack called Fair Fight Action. And it's one of her, you know, these campaign things were on election integrity. But what it really is, is about uh, uh, changing laws so Democrats can cheat. Okay. Well, in the past two years, she, she's given, that organization is given $25 million dollars to law firms 25 million still 9.5 went to allegra hardy's law firm still over two years okay there are only two partners in that firm still so what's that um um close to five million a piece per partner still it's a money laundering scheme a lot of these nonprofit and PACs and things like that that the democrats set up they get money from uh big country club republican uh corporations that they think they're you know buying some sort of influence or keeping the mob at bay and they run it right back to their own friends i mean this is a scandal but what the hell did she do to earn $9.5 million? Um, of course, they'll never be uh, investigated by the Justice Department, which is why they do this, because there are no consequences. Money laundering, Stu, that's what it is. All right, Stu, that's what I got. Sounds good. You know, I find it interesting that all this stuff concerning Joe Biden with vaccines is all of a sudden in the news again, and we go from... You know, it's over to we're in a global health crisis. And, you know, I think it was two days ago, three days ago, you had a Pfizer COVID vaccine will now cost one hundred and ten to one hundred and thirty dollars after U.S. stops buying doses. So that's going to be something that people are going to start paying for now. And I just think the coincidence is a bit too bit too much. And lastly, we have New York and New England. They are rationing their heating oil before winter as stockpiles slump by 70% and fears arise that families will be left in the cold. And then the energy department is saying heating oil prices will be up 27% this winter. And a lot of wholesalers are panic buying and hoarding right now. And 
you know, a lot of people use heating oil in their home still. So, well, it's up 27% from where it is now, and it's probably 100% up from where it was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's just rationing, Stu. Rationing never works, by the way. Um, when you ration, there's no production. The way to get prices down is always to produce. Mm, mm, mm. Stu, it's a mess out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's all I had for today. All right, Stu, we'll go get them. All right, I'll catch you later. See you. You know, we have no plan. They have no plan to bring down energy prices today.